Ted's video. Oh, yeah, today. we're going to talk about and that. And I was like, no, I, I knew it was coming, but I hadn't seen it. I was like, you got to be kidding. This is great. Uh, That's right? awesome. Yeah. That's all, we're going to talk about that for sure. Um, That's funny. And if you – do you have – and I – I should have mentioned this before, but if you have like a passage out of the book that you want to read, like a good starter, if you don't, that's okay. Um, Because I know I'm just kind of throwing it on. Yeah, you know, so here's the thing. I know you haven't had a chance to read the book, but one of the the sort of elements that I use in the book is this, uh, this thing called the old poem. And so the old poem. Okay, wait, wait right there. Okay. I, I was... Oh, okay. That's so weird because I have it bookmarked. Okay. Like, so what page are you on or on bookmarking? Well, I, I have on page 12 because I was reading reading it. Okay. And that kind of jumped out at me. Okay. And so, you know what? That's weird. You should say that because, uh, yeah. Okay. I, 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 we, is that the teaser cool. for this? Is that it, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, let's do this thing, Eric. All right. Hold on, Chewy. Okay. Weird. Chewy is his little his little son, his dog. Yeah. <laughs> and five, four, three. Hold on. <laughs> you gotta go, mom, Chewy. You gotta go, mom. <laughs> 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 okay. And five, <clears throat> four. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Something Something Podcast. My name is Eric Kasloff, and with me, as always, is Larry Sands. Say hello, Larry. Hello, Larry. Oh, okay, my goodness. So, Larry, for Yo. about a year now, yes. we've been ending every one of our podcasts, whether it be the Something Something Podcast, yeah. Smells Like Teen Horror, um, something about the unknown, and even the Christian podcast. Yes. We yes. ended with Be Excellent to Each Other, which is a quote from one of the greatest movies of all time, <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And yes. almost no one gets it. No one's getting the joke. You know, a actually, few times people yeah. have got it. A couple times because it was weird because uh, we were doing something about the unknown. And it's the one that you actually missed, but I signed off with it. And as soon as we signed off, um, uh, he was like, oh, dude, rock uh, party on, dudes. I was like, he's, I love Bill and Ted. So, yeah, yeah, and it's then, pretty cool. Um, Hollywood Paranormal did party on, dudes. <laughs> yeah. So today, <laughs> June 6, 2020, the trailer for oh, Bill yeah. and Ted Face the Music came out. And Larry, I was elated. There were rumors <laughs> that it was going to come out today because today is Bill and Ted Day because it's 6-9. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and okay. I've watched it about five times so far. So how do you feel? I, I liked it. It is the definition of a teaser trailer. Oh, very much so. You have no idea. I'm thinking, gosh, July is probably when we'll get an actual trailer Trailer, because it's coming out in August. Yeah. And then it all depends. Like if theaters open up soon, it'll probably be 
before one of the bigger movies coming out but man i can't put in i think you should fly down to jersey (laughs) just so we could watch it together and do a review right afterward (laughs) that's awesome that's awesome and actually so it's great because the trailer opens up and they said you know it was like you played thousands and thousands of people and then yesterday you played in a bar for four people and go, what do you have to say for yourself? And he goes, be excellent to each other. Party on dude. (laughs) So yeah. But I'm so happy about again. I know that you're the only actor and filmmaker who hates (laughs) movies with a burning passion. (laughs) Unlike me who loves films, Keanu Reeves has been making so many great action movies like the John Wick movies. And John Wick 4 and Matrix 4 supposedly are opening on the same day in 2022 or something like that. Really? Yeah, but the fact that he would go back to what made him. Oh, yeah, that shows you what kind of guy he is. Yeah, and I'm waiting for Speed 2. And I wait, they made Speed 2. Oh, I'm waiting for Speed 3. Well, Speed 2 was on the boat, remember? He could do one on a plane. That's funny. He could do snakes on a plane with Samuel Jack. Never mind. Yeah. You got to find the TV version of that because, you know, I don't curse, but the iconic line, these effing snakes, turns to these. I'm getting tired of these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Tuesday plane. <laughs> oh, so Larry, yeah. um, we have a very cool guest today, and it's so cool that the day they're on, we both got his book in the mail today. And and Eric, um, you were saying yours was signed, right? Yes, I didn't. Mine wasn't signed. Really? Yeah. Wait, where did he sign it on yours? The second title page. Oh, because he signed it on the first page of mine. <laughs> no, and you know what? I'm glad we're talking about snakes and spiders because that falls into like this whole thing that we're talking about. Actually, that's really good segue, Eric. I mean, I don't know when I saw that. the title and I, lo- I read a little bit, I listened to a little bit of the book on tape. It remind me so much of the Secret of Nim, oh. and and Chronicles of Narnia. I can't wait to read yes. it. Yes, yes. Well, let's bring him on, and we can talk about it. Uh, uh, this week, uh, I'd like to Michael. Uh, I'd like to welcome Michael Bauman. How you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Good. Hey, How's Larry, going, Eric. Michael? Yeah, great. And I guess Larry, I owe you an apology. I brought the books to the post office, was sending them in, and I. As you soon as you said that, I was like, "Oh no, I don't think I signed his book." Because you even said, "So I'm sorry, man. I, I, you can send it back, or I will get you new." And I promise. No, we're actually, make that I was joking. Oh, you okay, look dude? You that. made me. I was like, "Wait a second, did I not do that?" <laughs> All right, okay. I, I called Eric earlier. I was like, "Hey, man, did you get your book?" He goes, "Yeah." I go, "Did you get it signed?" He goes, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Oh," he's like, "What?" I'm like, he didn't sign mine. He goes, "What?" <laughs> no, that's I, I'm just trying to make Eric. <clears throat> all right, kinda, all right. 
kind of work. But it yeah, worked on me. You got me. You got me. I, I was I was worried there. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate You're the invite. Absolutely welcome. Absolutely. So, Michael, tell us a little bit. You know, let, actually, let's start. Let's start with your book first. First and foremost. And then um, we'll get into like your creative life and and how you got into the book. But tell us a little bit about the book. Sure. Um, I, I so it's an animal adventure, if you will. Um, you know, sort of. And actually, it's funny, Eric, that you you mentioned that. Um, you know, I would say the things that really inspired me were things like Tolkien and, and C.S. Lewis, and um, and actually, and the kind of the world around me were the pieces of it, right? And and I think what I try to do, and I, and if you start you know, doing some Googling and when you look at the Sonoran Desert in Arizona, it's, it's one of like the top three places on the planet with the most poisonous animals anywhere, right? We've got rattlesnakes, scorpions, we've we got it all. So, and I've lived in the desert, you know, for the past 20 some years and, and I love the desert. And so I, I really try to put some mythology, you know, a fun action adventure story, but maybe some mythology into why are some of these, why are some animals poisonous and, and why some aren't. So, so that's the gist. It starts off with a, uh, a, a kidnapping um, of the, the the prince of the desert realm who isn't born yet. He's still an eagle egg. So he gets kidnapped. And that's really how the story kicks off. And and um, yeah, so so that, that's it in a nutshell. That's I'll, I'll tease it for there. That's how it starts out. That's I'm very cool. That's so very can't wait to read this because that's right up my alley. With me, it's either horror stuff or um, hard fantasy. Mm-hmm. Those are like my two favorite realms. And again, it it looks like the kind of thing that me as a middle grade reader, like during the scholastic book fair, this would have been the thing that I was drawn through to right away. Right. Ditto, man. Uh, well, it's funny. And, and you know, and Laird, and when you asked me about the book, you know, it's kind of two, two paths, right? One about the story, but one about the book is, you know, I, if you want to go, I, I really wrote, I didn't, I never set out to write a book, if you will. Right. I, um, I was, you know, this was around 2008, 2009 when the kind of world had, you know, not unlike now had kind of imploded and different things yeah. were going on. And, and, you know, I was just in a, a kind of a tough spot in my life. And, and honestly, I, I'd always had a creative bent somehow. Um, but I just had this idea and just started writing the story. And again, it was never like, Hey, yeah, I'm gonna get this, I'll write a book. And, and, and it literally, it's, all, it's almost embarrassing times. I mean, I wrote this for like eight years, guys. I, I tinkered wow, and tinkered yeah. and, and, you know, never really, again, until I got to a certain point of critical mass realized, Hey, I should finish this and, and have encouragement from other people to do that. Um, so yeah, so that's really the, the, from the, why the story started, it was really just for me. And I think that's kind of the point, right? Is you, you write stories like this and, and I didn't really care what anyone else thought. And, and it's like that point, like I wrote this for me. I wanted stuff, like you said, the scholastic, I wanted to, I wanted a story that I would want to pick up and I would want to read or, you know, so that's really, you know, this is, you know, and they always say it's your first book's very autobiographical right there. This is a lot of me in, in this book and things that I liked. That's cool. You know, actually, we, we get the opportunity to, to talk to a lot of different creative people. And um, it's always interesting because I guess we meet, we meet you guys, the creatives, on the other side of like a movie or their book. And, and I guess for me, when I hear somebody go, um, you know, it, it, I, maybe I'm getting used to it. It take it's it's taken me, you know, X amount of years to finish it. But then I think you do hit a critical point 
where it's either, hey, I got to kind of do something with it or just kind of leave it behind. And I always find it interesting um, because I think that's what a lot of creative people need to do is finish. Finish their creative stuff, you know? Um, maybe I, I think a lot more personally and professionally, you know, to put it out. But I always, you know, I'm, I'm always fascinated and inspired by people, I mean, just like you, Michael, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff that gets in the way of being creative, right? But you did it. And, and this is proof. I'm holding it right in my hand. Congratulations to you. This is, Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, this is a big giant thing. This is, you know, shooting a movie I thought was, you know, like a, a giant, a short, you know, whatever. But when you go in and you write a book, I mean, uh, not just a book, but uh, like a novel. <clears throat> well, it's only 200 pages, so it's not war. It's, it's not war and peace. I would say it's just Venom War. So it's, it's you know, right? Um, no, but you're right. I mean, and I, I, I actually want to comment on a couple of things. One, you said, um, you know, is people finishing it. But what's been really amazing is uh, this process has been great. And, and yeah, just wh whether I sell one copy or a million, it honestly, is that'd be gravy, right? It's the fact that I did it and the reason yeah. why I wrote this book and all those things. But it's interesting when you go out and you, you know, you're talking to people and you happen to mention, oh, I wrote this book almost to a person. I will have somebody say, Oh, I was going to write a book or uh, I was, and I say, do it because yes. yeah. there's, there's nothing. And, and I mean, and guys, we, we will talk about these things. I, I always believe we're in a D DIY world, right? Where, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. there's so many tools, there's so much information, there's so much things out there that if you want to put it out, you can do it. And that's, really ultimately what it comes down to is I think you're right. I think it's finishing. It is key, but I also think people just starting it, you know, when people say, Hey, I've thought about this idea, just write it. Why not? Even if you just write it for yourself, that's fine. Right. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I mean, if you're writing something to say like, Hey, I'm going to be, you know, the next JK Rowling or the next Stephen King, that, that's tough, right? That's, that's yeah. really tough. But if you believe what you, you know, you like your story or your art or your food or your music or whatever you're creating. I, I think that's ultimately, yeah, you know, getting out and it's super fulfilling, right? It, like you said, oh, when yeah. I, when I first got the box from Amazon and I held this book, yeah, it was really awesome. I mean, yes. yeah, it was super cool. That's yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, just, just <clears throat> hearing you talk, I get chills because, you know, I, I, I don't know if people really understand that, you know, that we're all creative people, you know, on this end. And if somebody, you know, is looking for something and thinking about it, it's just like what you said, Michael, man, you just, you just have to do it. And I, that's that I just get chills every time somebody just says, you know what, man, it's like Nike, you just do it. <laughs> yeah, you just right. do it. And yeah. it doesn't have to be perfect. You, it just, it has to be because it's coming from you. It, it has to start from you the creative person, whether it's right or wrong, that doesn't make a difference, you know, or even, good or, or even good or bad. Right. Like, it, I mean, it, it's just yeah. getting that out and it's, and it is cathartic, you know, I mean, you know, guys, we live in a super fast paced world. It's a grind, you know, we do these things and, and I'm at the point in my life where, you know, my kids are older and these things. So I am thankful that I have this, this project, if you will, to, to lean yeah. on into, into pour energy into It's great. So, yeah. And, and yeah, so anyone can do it. And yeah, again, whatever your, it is right. Like I think doing something creative is really important. Yeah, you know, you made a good point about you know we're in a DIY world now. Uh, the gatekeepers no longer exist anymore. You know, if you want to write your book, you could write it 
put it up on Amazon Create, you know, sell it like that. Or even just put screenshots of it up on Instagram and people will notice it. Or you could Mm -hmm. just put your song or movie on YouTube. So there's really nothing holding anyone back anymore from their passion. Yeah, yeah, very true. Uh, Actually, um, speaking like at now we're at the end of the book. Uh, how did you publish this? Did you did you publish it yourself? I did. I did. Just what Eric said. I went through uh, at the time it was Amazon Create Space, um, and so you know I went through. And at the time they had sort of packages where you know they would help you format the book and format it into ebook and give you a round of editing. Um, you know, I did that, but then I actually paid for another round of editing and had two other people edit it. And it's just still interesting because there's still, there's still mistakes in the book, right? Like there's still a few little things here and there in the book, right? Um, but yeah, so no, that's how I did it. Um, and as you guys, cause you have the book and that's one reason I wanted to get it to you guys. If you look at the artwork in there, that was actually another really, if you talk about DIY, that was a really, uh, um, super fun, super exciting aspect of creating a book is it, and this probably harkens back to Eric's comment about Scholastic, right? You know, we all love books, but it was super cool if a book had a picture in it, right? Because it maybe kind of helped tie yeah. it together yeah. or kind of help you visualize things. Um, and so I worked with, um, and it's okay if I said 99designs.com was a website that I had used at the time. And um, I basically, they called it, you know, put, posting a job or a contest. Um, and I put the first of a young, you know, looking for a cover artwork for the first of a young adult fantasy fiction story. And I put a chapter of the book, some characters, some things. And it was amazing. You know, I could actually go out and invite artists um, through, throughout, you know, like, hey, that I like their artwork. And there's thousands of these artists. Um, but, you know, and if you actually go Google Venomores of the Desert Realm and go to images, you'll see like six or seven different color covers, variant oh, covers. Wow. Um, so I was able to run contests from there. And so um, but the point about the, the so once I awarded my artist, and it's crazy. He's a young, young artist that lives in the Philippines. And I mean, I had artists from Brazil. I had artists submit things from Europe. I mean, it was nuts. It was really amazing. Wow. And once he, once I awarded that, then he and I, I contracted him to, to do some other, I would literally send him a chapter and say, Hey, here's chapter three or whatever, wow. you know, you interpret what you see. And I, I kept it open. I didn't really want to you know, put too much around him. Um, yeah. but that's, so the art, that's where the artwork came from. And, um, I'm actually working on book two and I'm still working with him on the second cover and, and artwork with my guy again. So that's been really, and that's kind of the point about the DIY, right? I mean, I didn't have to, I, I mean, there's literally artists around the world that would want to, and there's editors around the world and there's, you know, you know, this guy's right. I mean, th- th- we li- we literally live in this, this crowdsourcing world where, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, yeah, pe- people are there and, and there's resources, right? Just what do you want to put into it? Yeah, yeah. You know, actually, I, as you talk about the artwork, I'm going through and and for people who will buy the book and will come back and listen to this podcast um, because they bought the book on page 95. Okay, I have to say, I do not like snakes. I, oh, do I not... am not looking at that picture. I'm going to cover <laughs> it when it comes to that. But it's so amazing, the art. The, you know, it's, it's the, it looks like it's a pit viper. And then you have, I think one of your main characters mm-hmm. is that, uh, which one is it? So Sam? That's Sam. He's Sam. Sam. He's the youngest. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and it's, you know, the one thing, and, and I agree, that's one of my favorite pieces of art. They're all really great. He's incredible. Yeah. Um, and it's, it came a little bit in black and white comes a little bit tough as it was printed. You know, you, it gets all dark, mm-hmm. but if you can see his right eye is actually blown out and it's, 
I don't want to give too much away, but there's yeah, an explosion yeah. that happens and you can see even his scales and some things are torn out and his eyes torn out. Yeah. So he's already yeah. been through a little bit, even though he's facing off now with this little rabbit, he's already, he's already uh, <laughs> taken a beating already. Yes. Yeah. And you know, I, I do like, because obviously, okay. For people who, who listen to our podcast and follow every podcast, I'm not a reader. I'm a visual person. So, <laughs> so having even, even the cover of the book, is it's actually amazing um with you know your your three main characters and it puts it just it does because reading something or it's like a music video you can listen to a music video and then you get these images or you listen to music and then you watch a music video and then all of a sudden that music video becomes ingrained because of the music right or to the music and so, uh, uh, yeah, I just, I love putting a visual to, to what I was reading because I'm, I must admit, I, I was reading up until page like 13, right? Or, uh, and then, or Mitzi was reading it to you. <laughs> she was reading it to me. <laughs> I have another story, but, <laughs> and, and I know right before, uh, we started recording, I, I kind of threw at you like, um, like reading a passage out of out of the book that really almost like grabs people um and i don't know if you've had an opportunity to look well it's at- it's a, it's a lot of pressure man um but you know what here here's what i would say um and we did talk and i think you had pointed something out and i'm going to say on page 13 or 14 yeah um, so yeah so uh, so here's what i would say you know it, and and the toughest part i think about for me and maybe part of the reason why uh, i took so long is i'm pretty cr- tough on my own you know pretty tough critic on myself and and i wanted to you know and and really i was building a universe right i'm trying to build these foundations build the rules build mm-hmm. these things mm-hmm. that that make sense that i can carry on to other stories and and things like that and so one device, I guess you could say, I use is what I created. What they call again, these are all animal characters. This is a very organic story, right? I mean, I I want things to happen, but I want to be very organic. And yeah. Um. So these animals, they they hear and are somewhat guided by this thing called the old poem. So the old poem is something. And, and listen, whoever wants to read, it, they can interpret it whatever they want. You know, nature, yeah. God, whatever they want to call yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really open. I mean, that's the idea. Is it's really open, but it's this sort of you know, um, kind of intelligent knowledgeable thing that's sort of guiding them that's in their lives right so um so if i could so um so how about i'll read i'll read a quick blurb and i'll just preface it um so so here and if you actually and larry if you look on page 11 there's another picture and i'll kind of i'll jump off from here um so if you look there's a a giant desert tortoise and he's kind of at a beach you can see in his addressing and there's animals, there's lizards, there's deer, there's cats, there's birds, there's all these different things, right? And and he's basically delivering, and I'll tease this, like what happened in chapter one. Some pretty devastating things happened in chapter one, right? So so he, so I'll just read. So Hanu is, um, uh, and, and when we talk about the audiobook, he's was my favorite character that the, the, the voice actor did. And this is, Hanu is my my Gandalf, my Obi Wan Kenobi, if you will. Okay, he 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 he's that he's that person, right? Um, so okay, so uh, they all quieted as he spoke again. The old poem is spoken to me of three who can save the Unakestri. The brethren triad with hearts of gold will fight to regain what the evil ones hold, with tools from the north and a shell from the line, paths guided and guarded by nature divine. So. 
the, I, I guess I would use that is that the old poem is something that's the kind of I, I use throughout the book and it, you know, can speak to them. It can speak to even the antagonist and the protagonist, right? It's this thing that's out there and maybe it's how they interpret it is. Yeah. Is, so, yeah. That's cool because, and, and oh, again, I'm getting like the chills, but it, it's, it's like this wraps up obviously just the second chapter, right? right. Going into the third chapter and this this is almost like a prophecy of there's Absolutely. there's it's three, a prophecy yeah right it's a prophecy. there's, it's, it's there's three whatever yep. yeah yeah yep. and then exactly all of a right. sudden in in chapter three I don't want to even give it away but chapter three you're introduced to uh oh they have no idea what's going on right. and I can I can see that this is like a really great and I must say that. When you say you want things to happen organically, um, as a writer, because I know as an actor and a filmmaker, I know, you know, and even Eric as a writer yourself, um, because when it happens organically, it almost feels like, well, it's not forced at all. And I don't think you can force things. Um, you can, but it just doesn't, it won't play well. out, right? So Michael, and and this and I I want to hear this talk back and forth because Eric's a, a writer director, and editor, and so um, I I want to hear you guys talk about this. But um, what is the best way to let things happen, and what is the worst thing in letting things happen organically? Does that make any sense yeah. at all? Okay. Um, with me, I've always said, uh, tell the story that wants to be told, not the story you want to tell. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and what's hard about that is sometimes, you know, the characters do things you didn't want them to do. Like on um, the end of Hillsborough Road. Yeah. That guy wasn't supposed to live at the end. Hmm. But it just worked out that way. Yeah, it just happened that, you know what? Doing this crazy little thing, yeah. it was going to be, and it ended up working for the best. Um, what about you, Michael? Uh, that's a great question. So I, I, I kind of break this up into two pieces. So when I when I mention organically, I think there's two things. I think obviously the flow of the story. And I and again, one of guys, I'd never written a book. I'm a, I'm a hack. I'd never done this. I had no idea what I'm doing, right? So I, I just... Um, it's funny, and but it, like, like you, Larry, I, I'm a very, I, I'm as much of a cinephile, and I love movies as I do books. And I'm even as I wrote this, I was very visual in my mind. I would literally almost have the scene play out. What would these characters mm. do, and then somehow try to get that out of my brain in on onto the keyboard. Um, so that that's one piece, right? Is I think I just just try to see how these they let these characters develop over time. Um, but the other piece, when I mentioned organically, is. I wanted to do things in the story and I don't want to give a lot away, but you know, I want them to have weapons, vehicles, certain things, maybe like that, but we're not in, we're not in the mechanical age. We're not in the industrial age. There's no humans. There's none of these things. So I'm, I tried to create things and you'll see this in the book um, that when I even say, so it's maybe a double meaning uh, organically. Like I, I, I want things that, that occur, but you know, somebody could say, well, that's just, a, of course that could happen. That's an animal. You know, these aren't, um, and I have some magic sort of, you know, splashed in there a little bit is sprinkled in there right but um so i think there's two different things yeah i think you know kind of what eric said it's i think once you 
at least when the story is in my head, I think it really started to write itself. And I can honestly say when I started the story, I had ideas sort of how it ended, but I can tell you that how I wrote the ending was, I didn't realize that when I first started writing. So I think that is that organic involvement. You know, you understand these stories, you start to build these characters, you start to understand your universe and then these things happen. Right. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I, and I know, um, I know even just hearing you guys talk about it, it's amazing how, how stuff, how creative stuff finds you and it, it takes a life of its own and you can either go with it or you can go like, no, I'm going to write what I want to write. And then you have somebody read it and they're like, what the, what am I reading? And then you're like, oh, I should have went with it. Yeah, it was right in itself. But yeah, yeah. Interesting. I, I have a quick question. I forget the, the turtle character's name. What was it again? It's Hanu. H-O-N-U. Yeah, Hanu. Is, I know. I looked at your Instagram and I saw that you're a Stephen King fan. Oh, yeah. Is he sort of a reference to the turtle from It? No, no. Um, actually, so he again. He's. Uh, we can. T- I love talk about Stephen King. If you want to talk about Stephen King, but uh, um, no, he actually. So one and and like, there's so many autobiographical things in this. So Hanu is literally. So I was born in Hawaii. I was born in Honolulu. Uh, so at oh, the time, my dad was in the Navy, and we moved around a lot. So that was really just an, a little bit of an homage or shout out. And again, I looked at the animals and environment that litter around us all the time. So that's what that's gave me my character base. That gave me all these cool creatures okay, that exist, okay. right? So no, he didn't. But I will say, there's I actually have uh, a couple Stephen King Easter eggs in there. And if somebody's super hardcore, and I'll challenge you guys. You know, maybe Eric, you're the guy. If you're the King guy, yeah. um, I have a, almost all his books. I yeah, have to put them away. How many that I have? I'm with you. I have a whole like almost bookshelf, dead two rows, just dedicated to his stuff, right? So I will. This will be your challenge. So in the book, there's several, okay. and I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of the Easter eggs just to give you an idea of where inspiration things and came from, and then I'll let you see if you can find the second one. Okay. Okay. Um, so, um, it, it, when the heroes understand where they need to go and they're there's i'm not going to give away how they figure out where have to where they need to go but they need to go to this mount flag and i spell it f l a g g and there's really two references there so if you've read any you know the stand or anything randall yeah. flags the common character he's you know uh, the walking dude whatever you want to call him right he is sort of this so I, I had that but also because i wanted to make a shout out to arizona we um have a place we spend a lot of time in flagstaff arizona as well so and because it was a hill, it's up north. I, that was sort of so. I got to kind of kill two birds with one stone. But um, so, Eric, my challenge is: there's another good King reference in there. Oh, later I'm going to the start reading. I'm going to see if I'll you can. I'm see if you got it. Okay. I'll email you after. All right. After read it. All right. That's cool. That, that That's works. Very cool. Let's talk a little bit about uh, because again, the DIY thing, man. You have got down like and and now. You're, you've almost become your own gatekeeper in a way, which is absolutely amazing. Um, let's talk a little bit uh, about your audiobook. And it's up on um, Audible right now. It is. Yeah. Okay. Everybody listening to this, keep listening and go to Audible right now. <laughs> and by this time, our partnership with them should be back up and going. So you, I'll put an ad in at the beginning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, it's interesting, guys. So um, I wanted to do an audiobook early on when I first did this. But, you know, these things when you're self-funding all these things, right, you got to be smart about that. And, and at the time, I just really, quite honestly, couldn't just make it happen. And 
um, just a few different things happened in earlier this year, actually, um, somebody, a colleague that I've worked for for a number of years, um, he does a lot of LinkedIn things and had posted some, you know, video that he was doing, but he kind of made the comment that he, he's an avid, he's a runner and a biker, but he literally hasn't read a book in 10 years. And I was like, what do you mean you haven't read a book in 10 years, but he's an audiobook guy. And I'm like, oh man, it was just like, I'm missing out on so many because, you know, I mean, Larry, you're probably, maybe you do audiobooks, you don't read and it's, it, it's true. You read stats. I mean, people yeah. aren't reading as much. So I was just fortunate enough to, um, kind of have the the time and means to make that happen and it's very similar story to what i did um i mean this i'll plug them i did uh i did a job through voices.com is how i found my voice actor um and that was a unbelievable experience for a lot of different reasons um one to hear the words have been rattling around rattling around in your own head for a decade actually somebody oh. else's mouth was really weird um but i had 89 auditions that came in for wow. when i posted the job um so it was humbling it was really cool um but you know the guy that i found he, he's awesome and you know we, we become fast friends and we're doing some other cool stuff and we're gonna actually you know try to create a podcast around the book so we can cool. you know around the audiobook my book's short it's only four hours so it's relatively cheap um but that doesn't mean that other people can't afford it so ultimately you know what we're gonna do with this podcast is you know he and i kind of like what you guys are doing right like hey let's let's provide content that people are creative that want to hear yeah. that's valuable that you know maybe is inspiring or whatever but we're going to do that um to talk about maybe my journey as a you know self-published author his journey as yeah. a voice actor and then but and then we're going to break down these chapters and actually over you know the next few months release the entire book so that's if somebody awesome. wants to yeah if somebody wants to listen to us blabber they can fast forward to that but they, so if they yeah. want the book it'll eventually be free out there right um but you know, if anyone wants, you know, say that inside baseball to kind of hear about things, they can, they can get that as well. So, That's so it was, it was an amazing process guys. It's that DIY thing again. I mean, you know, there's no, I had access to literally voice actors. I mean, uh, all over the place, guys, it was incredible. It was really incredible. Yeah. Did you, did you get that? So you put out the casting and we're looking for males mm -hmm. uh, like with a Midwest or an American. I'm sure you got like, hello, mate, I'm here ready to read your book. I got several. Well, you know, it's funny you say that. I, I did get several auditions from the UK, which was kind of cool. That's um, freaking awesome. But, but what's interesting is uh, the one character who I actually read from in the book, the Hanu, the the elder tortoise. I, I'd have to go back and look, but I would guess that over 50, 60 plus percent of the people that auditioned, because that, that was the part that I had, not that particular um, ver, you know, part of the chapter, but he he speaks... Almost everyone gave him a British accent. I don't know why, but like, oh, I could. I if it's the I Gandalf thing, it's the only that. thing I can think, right? You know, yeah. there is a reason for that. When you look right. at fantasy and big sci-fi movies, you'll notice the bad guys and really smart people always are British yeah. actors, oh, but right. the rebels are always American, so they sound dumb and low class. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you look through the Star Wars, you know, all the rebels were played by American actors, but all the Jedi, you know, Obi-Wan, British, Grand and all Tarkin, and except, those, yeah, uh, except for yeah. Vader, everybody was British. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was an interesting just thing that came up. It was like, wow, it's just funny that everyone and actually, but the guy uh AW Miller, Aaron Miller, who um did the work he didn't do that he did it as a kind of an old time you know it's it's a 700 year old tortoise i mean he gave it a great voice right that's awesome that's so so any words of advice since we're talking about voice actors any mm -hmm. words of advice 
for anybody wanting to do like voice acting, what is one of the things that, that stood out in your mind, if anything? Yeah, sure. Um, well, one, since I'm not a voice actor, we, uh, we definitely can ask my guy because he's really good at this. And he used to be a teacher and he's a minor trained actor. He's awesome. Um, but so what I would say is from the non-voice actor side, what I looked at as a writer is, you know, I had, again, 89 auditions and they're all, you know, three or four minutes long. So it's a lot of time. Um, and it's a lot to go through. So I really created a little bit of a kind of a scoring matrix. Um, and I, and, and just, and this is what I would share with anyone who wants to do this. Is I had, um, and I rated just one to five. I kept it simple, but I had narrative voice, character voice, proposal. And I can explain what that means. Um, and then experience slash ratings. And then cost was another one as well. So I had five different criteria that, cause I had to somehow make sense of all these different different yeah. things right and it really helped a lot because you know there was some people that the narrative voice was great and you know maybe the, the character voice you know so it really kind of made it worked out and, and i ended up kind of getting like a top five and and i engaged with them and asked questions and things like that and um so but what i would say if i had advice is one you know i mentioned having criteria of the proposal so you know these guys could they give me their bid and they give me their audition but they would also could write a proposal like hey mike and you know some of them would be very cut and paste like hey mike looking for you know looking forward to your book thanks like you know had nothing to do with it but some, you know some of them were and even um aaron you know he he had a very you know, hey, I love the books that you're reading. I love the books you're referencing. I like these type of books. I really see. And he wrote a very, hey, here's my experience. Here's what I did. He, and he even got into the equipment he used, right? So it was um, really, that really mattered. And I would say the other advice, I had a couple um, of these voice actors say, hey, I'll have your book done in 24 hours. And I was like, yeah. I don't want my book done in 24 hours. So uh, yeah, so that isn't always a thing. So that'd yeah. be my advice is I think, you know, if you're really interested in the job, I think if you care about it, that came through because that came through with my guy. I, I could tell he really wanted to do this in, in his audition and, and, um, you know, but put some, you know, uh, personalization is what I would say if you're, if you're bidding on there. Cause yeah. you know, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, and the, the reason I asked that is not only are you the author and the writer of this thing, you've become the director, you've become the casting director, you've become you know, the producer of the audiobook. You've become the director of the audiobook. So You're now the CEO oh, yeah. of the of you. Yeah. industry. Yeah. You know that well I, I guess and I do I, it's funny you say that. So you know I I'm probably a bit of an outlier as your typical writer guy because I've I and we could talk about these things, but I actually I created Venomore's publishing LLC and I actually and fully intended on my goal is to make this um, an animated series movie, whatever. That's my yeah. ultimate goal is I really, I, I see that because it's very visual. Um, and I, every day I wake up besides my normal job and figure out what I can do to, uh, to make that happen. So no, I, I, I take it super seriously because I, you know, guys, if you look at the world and I mean, even the world we're living in today in 2020, right. I mean, you know, these, um, these issues that we've seen with this pandemic, I mean, if you read stories and you know, things like animation stuff, those industries are built for it. Like they don't, they yeah. don't need to stop They're They're full speed. Voice acting is full speed. Yeah. There's, yeah. and so, and you know, you, you know, we have Hulu, we have Netflix, we have Amazon, yeah. we have all these people that want content. And so I just feel like I, I'm, I'm, I'm the eternal optimist, but I, I feel like that this will get made someday. I don't know how or oh, who's, yeah. but you know, I, I feel like that, you know, there's, I look at some of the content that's out there and I'm like, my book is no worse than, <laughs> than this stuff. Right. So, yeah. you know, I, but I think it's really in the golden age. I mean, it's really a pretty amazing time for content right now. 
Oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know, it is funny, real quick, Eric. It is funny because I am starting to look at like, cause like my daughter, we grew up on SpongeBob, right? And so I look at SpongeBob and DuckTales. No joke. I was looking this morning and I found DuckTales. I was like, I found myself watching DuckTales and I said to myself, The new one TV. or the Comfort real one? Uh, no, no, no. It was the newer one. But, but <laughs> even, you know, because just seeing DuckTales and watching SpongeBob and even just watching comedies like, you know, grown ups and stuff that you just can just get away from everything that's what that's that's what entertainment should be absolutely yeah, and i think you know entertainment every segment has its thing right you know serious horror slasher um adventure fantasy um but there is something to be said about movies and content books that just hold up over the test of time and and i think i think we, I say we, the, the gatekeepers of Hollywood need to look into not just doing stuff. And I'm all about making money. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to make my, I'm going to make a ton of money, but there's something to be said about being able to just sit and watch and go, Oh man, I love Adam Sandler. He's so hilarious. And just think about nothing else. You know, so. that is a sentence that has not been said since <laughs> Happy Gilmore came out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so go, go ahead. So my question is this. <clears throat> I was looking on your Instagram and again, links to all of Michael's social media will be in the link if you're listening to this on Anchor. And again, we're going to tweet it out when yes. the episode goes up. And you I can and you can that. buy the book, right? You're going to put a link in where to buy yeah, the book. Yeah, all of that. So I noticed before the T-virus hit the world, you were able to do a lot of promoting for the books at book fairs and I believe a school for mm -hmm. one of them. What was that like? Oh, and you got Elijah Woods and was it Bill Walton to take a picture with the book? Uh, if you go scroll it down, Bill Walton did a live plug on ESPN for my book. If you go, if you go down oh. farther, yeah, uh, yeah, he did literally. And, and if you oh, even yeah, Google it, you'll, it yeah, it's crazy. He did he did some live a live plug for it. So, um, uh, yeah, and it's funny because one of the things I, I was going to talk about is you kind of were alluding to this is hey, like you're on your CIO and you're doing these things, you know, because I, I've been living in in the business world for twenty some years and and. In corporate IT sales and you know all these sort of things. I, I'm pretty. I was. I've been a sales guy, right? I've been in sales and marketing my whole life, and so I, I think I'm a little. I am the outlier from the tr maybe traditional writer who maybe these things aren't super comfortable, right? To kind of put themselves out there and and do these things. Well, I just don't care. I, I will reach out to anyone. I'll talk to anyone. That's I'll do whatever. Awesome. And that's actually how that Bill Walton video came about. Is that um? So my buddy and I have um, season tickets for errors on the basketball and. It was the L.A. weekend where USC and UCLA were coming into town. So, you know, Bill Walton rolls in and, and he's there, you know. So before the game and, and actually my friend who has season tickets, which is a big supporter and coached me a lot on this, Ben Morse Publishing and, and this kind of the business side of this, you know, we're, hey, let's go see Bill. So we go down and see Bill and we give Bill a book and 
Bill's like, cool. And he sets it literally on the scores table, like right on the scores table. And the whole game, it's there. Like it doesn't move. It's just sitting there. And, like, uh, and so we go back up to our seats and we're watching and we kind of, we, we didn't go back down, but we're watching at the end of the game and, you know, people are trying to get autographs and going to see Bill and the, day, the book is still just sitting on the scores table. His, you know, right in front of him at his little table. And we're like, oh, waiting, waiting. So he's getting, and he's finally, you know, done his last autographs and pictures. And he's, we're sitting there, you know, across the gym and he gets up and he grabs the book and he puts in his duffel bag. And I was like, yeah, man, Whoa. that's such a win. You know, I was like, Bill Walton took my book. That's, and he was really nice. Like that, the, the picture you saw, Eric, yeah. He took some pictures with me and he's like, you wrote this book. And I'm like, yeah, I wrote this book. He's like, you wrote this book. I'm like, yeah, man, I wrote that book. <laughs> and uh, he was great. You know, so that was the Thursday night game. So in the Pac-12, it's Thursday, Saturday games and Saturday night rolls around. And I think it was the SC game and uh, halftime comes around and my phone is just like, like going nuts. And I'm like, what's going on? And people are like, dude, Bill Walton just showed your book on ESPN. I mean, oh, literally probably like 20 or 30 people God. are like, yes. And, and he did it several times, like on the live, like the cut, you know, in and out with Kenny Maine, you know, like being goofy. And um, yeah, so that was really fun. And, and so making this full circle, I've, I've really, um, bought into this guerrilla marketing is what I call it, oh, right? Yeah, like, so, yeah. so, you know, like it's asymmetrical marketing. This isn't about, you know, me going to Simon and Schuster and praying to God, they care about my book. I don't, I, it's fine. You know, I, I can do different things and, and, you know, it, with all like, even this is why I was excited to talk to you guys. You know, if there's one person I can talk to you that hears this, that wants, that wants to read the book, that's great, you know? And, and, um, but it's cool because this world does exist now, right? Like we can do these things and, yeah. and, and um, yeah, so that I, I've really tried to, Guerrilla marketing all the way, man. That's, you know, and, and I, and I, no joke, I, as a, every day I wake up through, what can I do? Like, who can I send this to? And that's how I've sent tons of books out. Oh, man. That's yeah. how, like you said, Simon and Schulster, you know, we think about the big books they put out, but no one talks about the young writer who had his first book published, but he's not a name. So they're not going to market it. But again, what you're doing that's so cool is, this is your everything, you know, of course, family and things sure, like that, sure. obviously, but this is your burning passion. And if you weren't waking up with it on your mind every day, that would be a bad thing. You know, when you have this thing that you want to show the world, it has to make you sad when you're not, you know, ABCing, you know, always be closing when it comes <laughs> to it. That's right. Right. Coffee's for closers, Eric. Coffee's for closers. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, you're right. And it's interesting because, you know, I, I, my kids are a little bit older and like I said, I, this came to a little bit to me later in life and, and I, I'm super thankful for, yeah, I literally, I said, I don't know what I would be doing if I didn't have this fun thing, you know, and I've been doing comic cons and book fairs and you know, all these fun things. Right. And it's really, it's, it's, it's so different for what I've done the past 20 some years. Right. That it's really, and again, it's, it's not about a company I work for. This is about, you know, like you said, something you're passionate about. So it really, it's, it's easy to do in a way. Here's a crazy question for you. Yeah. Have you thought about being a publisher and helping other writers find their, well, yeah, get published? Have you thought about that? I, I haven't other, other than like I mentioned the, the podcast that Aaron and I are going to start. I think we're going to at least try to create content, you know, if people want to reach out or, or I'd be more yeah. than happy to now, listen, you know, you're going to ask for a guy for a guy that hasn't sold, you know, I'm not on the New York times list. Right. So, you know, I, I don't know how good my advice would be, but at least I'm mean, some... no, no, you did it. You did yeah, it. There that's, are that's people the out there. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. There there's people out there who wrote better movies than me. 
better things than you, but they didn't take the effort to do it because right. they're scared. You had the courage to do yeah. it. So everyone should want to go to you, Michael. Don't don't yeah. put yourself yeah. down like that yeah. just because the New York Times bestseller. <laughs> that that wow. thing sucks, right? It's <laughs> all prearranged. You know, you did it and you're more approachable and more knowledgeable than any of those people because you're doing it and you did it on your own. You didn't sit around waiting for someone to tap you on the head and go, okay, buddy, no, you had the guts to conquer yeah. And do it all on your own. You're a man of Troy, you know. So don't say that. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> should want to come see you. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm really into self-deprecating humor, Eric. So that's that's oh, okay. nice. that. There you go. So yeah. no, I, I appreciate that. That's that's nice you say. Yeah. And and I, of course, I would love to share it because it's like we talked about again. Even if you do sell the one copy or none, usually just the accomplishment of you know having that papyrus in your hand is pretty cool. And even if it's not papyrus, I mean, I, I think what's amazing today too, is even if you just, people want to stay the ebook route, that's even more accessible to be honest with you. I mean, and there's people that make a good living from cranking out ebook series all the time. Right. So. Well, yeah. let me ask you this. If somebody buys an ebook, will you have to sign a computer and send it to them? <laughs> I think so. I think I, I, that's right. I think so. I think I have to like screenshot myself and thumbs up and that you got it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now you watch. Somebody's going to email you You know what you tomorrow. could do if you were to come up with something like that, put it on your webpage. If you buy the ebook, uh, that's a good and idea. Me, you that's can a get a idea. picture of you going that's like right. or something. <laughs> There you go. I like well, that. Send you I'm going to steal that, Eric. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, I'm good. telling you, dude, yeah. do it. That yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, and I think that's one one of the things, too, is, you know, there's levels of of creativity. Obviously, you have the Steven Spielbergs of the world who who work constantly with, like, the big studios. Then you have... You know, we, we, we got a chance to talk to Cosmos, the movie, the filmmakers, and their two brothers. And they just, you know, they, have, they, they had their cameras. It wasn't a Red Dragon, you know, four, four million K. And, and I'm telling you, they, they, have it, they have it distributed, Amazon, everywhere. It's on Tubi right yeah. now. Yeah, and, and, you know, so there's levels of, of creativity. And you are, I, I feel in the middle because I hate to say this cause I I'm an actor too. Right. Or it was, and this is why I went behind the camera is actors have to wait on people. Actors have to wait for, you know, you Michael and go, Hey, can you, I, I, I want, I'm going to have an audition. You Eric, I'm going to have an audition. So we're beholden to you guys, the creators, but when you're a creator, you take everything into your own hands and you do, you, you become that, that chief creative officer of your own destiny. You know, yeah, you started out as just a writer, then, uh, you know, this author, and now you are a publisher for all intents and purposes because you've done it. And that, that is, I'm, I'm with Eric is that that means something to somebody you know somebody's going to listen to this podcast and go oh my god i wonder if i could send him my four page and see what he thinks mm -hmm. so now you're going to get a bunch of people you know and i think that's the beautiful thing 
is, you know, we, as creators, we, we try to strive and you're always like, I'll never be like, you know, like, I'll never be unapproachable. I'm always going to answer emails. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you have 4,000 emails and you're like, you know, it's kind (laughs) of like the, you know, the actor, you know, the 89 actors that are looking for ways to, to be creative because that's what we have to do as creative people is we have to create. And in an odd way, you know, I mean, I, I get like that too is, you know, you just become, I'm not being creative so I'm, I, I just not, I'm not me, you know, you just have to, you have to pick your creativity and you have to do it. So, um, I mean, you, you, you've, you've done the battle and for whatever it means on me looking on the outside going, dude, you have a book, you published it. It's on audible right now. You, I'm holding it in my hands. I'm like, and anytime we have any kind of creative people, I love it when I get, I may not be a reader, a fast reader, or literary. Uh, right. <laughs> I I am so I'm so honored every time we get any kind of piece of anything from from the people that that have been on our shows and we call now now since you've been on our show, man, you are our freaking friend and you bet. I want, you, I bet. Want, you will come back on and with with who is it, AW? Yeah, Aaron Miller, A.W. Miller, yep. We, awesome. We're going to have you back on. We're going to talk about your podcast. We're going to talk about the audiobook because I didn't even get to ask you what was the moment. Actually, I'll ask you, but we're still going to have you on. But what, <laughs> what was the moment that you realized, I've got to write this book? Um, You know, I will... Uh... I'm going to give a shout out here to, uh, so, so one of, so one of my best friends, uh, his, uh, his mom's name is Gloria Nielsen and she was, uh, an English teacher, high school English teacher for 30 some years. So poor Gloria, I just went over one night, I think with a bottle of wine and said, Hey, can you read this? Let me know what I'm doing. And, and she ended up kind of really more grammatically nuts and bolts kind of reviewing things for me, but she really encouraged me. And I, and I think that's what it was, but I, I think that and more, uh, Again, I keep saying my hardest critic. I think it was until I felt good, like, okay, I, this is okay. I, because you know, I, the world we live in, guys. No matter what you put out there, somebody's gonna shit on. Sorry, if that's bad language, but you know, somebody, <laughs> somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna be rough on, right? And and I yeah. think that's okay. Um, but as long as you're cool with it, I think that's more important. And I was, I think I finally got to the point where I looked at the story and I was like, ah, oh, man, I can really see the story. And so it was just finishing it. Um, and that, that was that was literally, as I told you, it took years. Um, and you'll see that in the book when you read it. I would even tell you guys, um, you know, the first maybe 10 chapters or so were written years before the later chapters. So you can, I, I think my writing gets better. And even uh, Aaron, my uh, voice actor, noted the writing gets a little let. And I say this, I think it's a, the first couple chapters, maybe a little clunky. Uh, but things start to smooth out. As, as, and that's just because I've been writing for a year. You know, I've been tinkering with this story for years and years. That's cool. That's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, oh man, Michael. You know that's the one thing when we start talking to our guests, we we try to keep it you know, with our Christian podcasts and stuff. We talk for like hour and a half and stuff, and we try to keep it to where it's at least people can listen to. Um, uh, where else can people just go get the book? 
like on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. And I think the audiobook should be on iTunes. I haven't seen it yet, but I know it's a little bit of a delay. But uh, no, it, it's, you know, it, yeah, you can, if you go to Amazon, that's probably the easiest way. But you know how things work now. If you Google it, it'll show up on Barnes and Nobles and a million yeah, different places yeah. the way it works, right? Yeah. Um, but that's probably the easiest. And I think you could even click on the audiobook from Amazon as well. Okay. Yeah. Cool. cool. Um, uh, and how did you come up? Okay, I promise this is my last question, maybe, possibly. How did you come up with the um, the title? Wow, you know, I, I it came down to to the rub, the conflict about you know some animals are some poison, some aren't, and I guess maybe it's my, you know. You guys mentioned Star Wars and those things, right? That's right in my wheelhouse. I think we're all probably about similar age. So, you know, yeah, those those yeah. type of things were were, were so I, it just kind of had a good ring and it's a little bit long. Sometimes when I tell people the Venom Wars of the Desert Realm, they're like, wow, that's a long title. But um and, and this could be a teaser for who we want to talk about next time. So the second book I'm I'm trying to get out this year. I'm working on it, it's a little over halfway done. Um, it won't take eight years like the first book. It should take a little bit less time, right? Um, but, seven. Right, yeah, seven, hopefully, hopefully. Um, uh, the second book is called Venom Wars of the Island Realm. And where I mentioned oh. to you that uh, I had was born in Hawaii because my dad spent time, you know, we toured there a little bit. Um, I Where I used the animals and environment of Arizona as kind of the inspiration and homage to those animals and environment. Venom Wars, the island realm shifts to the islands and a little bit of a homage to the animals and environment uh, of the islands. And I did that twofold um, for Hawaii, where I was born, and then uh, my artist who's from the Philippines. I didn't realize, but there's almost 7,000 islands in the Philippine chain. So yeah. I even use that. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I even use that as a little bit of a shout out to, to him and, and, and to that. So, um, yeah, That's so that, cool. that book is is getting there. And, I, and I'll even send you the artwork. The artwork's it's absolutely amazing if it's anything like the book that i am holding in my hand and looking at um it's better it's oh then it's better it's beautiful and it's the same artist it's my same guy kiera in the philippines and it's really i mean that's what's pretty amazing too guys you know when we talk about this and again back to the diy thing I mean, how cool is it that I get to collaborate with a young artist That's from halfway so, around the world, yeah. right? Like, it's really, really neat. And, yeah. you know, and it's cool. We've done some work. I've had, He's helped me create a logo for my company and done some other work. But it's also neat to know, you know, that I, maybe I'm impacting this guy's life and, and you know, halfway yeah. around the world, right? So it's really, it's been yeah. really fun. And so, no, we're actively working as we speak. Um, and and I'll send it to you guys, the, the next cover. It's beautiful. It's, it's really awesome. nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. You know, and it is it is a collaborative effort, isn't it? Because um, you know, we we talk to a lot of authors, and I feel like they maybe feel alone. But I, again, I think this speaks to you and your entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah, and that that you have created this team, a team which is you, obviously the writer. And the uh, AW, the facilitator, the voice actor. And then you have an artist that, that you can always go to and trust. Because I think that's one of the big things, at least for me, is to have people in, in your creative circle that um, you can bounce ideas off of. And you can ask sure. somebody, hey, just do this. And they do it. And, and actually, Eric, and I, I'm really lucky to have Eric 
um, as my partner and buddy, my bestie. He's my bestie, and I I just I I think it's. I'm not lending you money, Larry. I'm not lending (laughs) you money. This show's over. (laughs) No, but but it is. You know, it's a collaborative effort. Can't have my Miller Lite. But yeah, so and also speaking of shout out to people, um, I I want you to um, let's shout out your wife. Sure, sure. Please, um, yeah, yeah. So my wife is Carrie. Uh, she's a nurse practitioner and she works um, at a uh, behavioral health pavilion here in Tucson, Arizona. So sees a lot of people in the in the front line, so to speak. So I just want to give her a shout out for all the good work and, and things that she's facing and, and all people in the, and especially supporting us in the healthcare industry, right. They're yeah. facing for sure. Oh yeah. Oh, very much. So very much. I don't think people realize how difficult it is. And, um, thank, thank you to supporting your wife and thank you to your wife to supporting all of us. <laughs> so yeah, you bet. You. I will let her know. God bless yeah. You guys. yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just, before we wrap up, Michael, I want you to come back on and we will have you on. And so we, we've talked about the book, but I would really love to come have you come back on and you and AW talk about like marketing and some of the stuff like, you know, what you were talking about before the pandemic and stuff after the pandemic, because again, mm-hmm. it takes balls of steel to be in this, this business, right. In order to, to go up to Bill Walton. Go to Elijah Wood, right? But that's the stuff, man. That's the stuff. and Yeah, I'd yeah. love to talk about that. Uh, yeah, that's been actually some of the most fun part for me, to be honest with you. It's been a I lot of imagine. fun being yeah. able to do these things. So, yeah, and um, and Aaron is absolutely game for coming on and chatting with you guys as well. Cool. Very cool. Looking forward to it. Well, everybody, I just want to thank Michael one more time for coming on the show tonight. Again, all of his links will be in the description. And like we always say, especially nowadays, and especially with the movie coming out in a few weeks, remember, everybody, be excellent to each other.